Yo, so welcome back. Um, one and all, welcome back to the audio show here on Anchor or whichever favorite uh, podcast distribution source you guys listen to. Um, so we got a few things to talk about today. Uh, opening segment I want to discuss is a feature coming in Android 11 that has been a long time coming. So, and I'm kind of excited for it. And this is something that, you know, I felt like, you know, we needed in Android. Um, sad enough, notifications, at least my idea of a fix for notifications has not been addressed yet. And that'll be in uh, a later segment of this video. But uh, it looks like with Android 11, we're going to get uh, native screen recording. Now, this may not blow the socks off everybody because there are certain... Um, devices out there that have this natively built in. And so this is not something that you guys are gonna be looking at like, oh wow, they finally came to Android, you know? But for majority of Android users, <clears throat> we have to use um, we have to use a different uh, application to achieve this, right? Uh, to be able to uh, screen record. And um, that's like downloading things like, uh, frick, I forgot. I forgot their names. I forgot the names of the applications that you can download in the Play Store that allow you to actually screen screen record uh, from your smartphone. And this mostly is utilized from like game players that I've noticed, um, especially those that play Pokemon Go on YouTube, and they utilize this on iPhones. So like with iPhones, uh, it, it has it natively done. I use it on you know the iPhone XS or the iPhone Seven. And it's just, it's real easy it's real easy to do there's there's no uh there's just not a lot to it right you just uh hit record wait the three second countdown and then boom it starts to record your screen and everything you're doing on it so if you're doing gameplay then you're actually getting um you know that footage without you know like um what do they call those things those uh little banners or whatever uh watermarks and stuff like that you don't have to worry about those kinds of things um and so now that Android's going to have that natively built in into Android, that's that's pretty good. Um, now, as far as those uh, applications that, you know, do the same thing, um, however, some of those come with, like, you know, subscriptions, like, you know, here's a free version, it has watermarks and stuff like that, but if you pay monthly, you know, you, you'll get the pro version, and that'll get rid of all the, um, you know, the watermarks and things like that, but also add in, like, additional features that you can do. You know, those are some of the reasons why, like, those things won't go away, even though Android 11 brings uh, native screen recording to Android. Those things won't go away because there's some people who get creative with those types of things, and so they want the pro versions of those. They pay monthly for the pro versions of those screen recording applications you can find in the Play Store. And, um, yeah, so it's not going to kill those. Uh, but it is something that, you know, at least for myself, I can speak and say that this is something that I wanted, you know, and it's not just only for playing Pokemon Go for me or anything like that. It, you know, it can be, you know, if I wanted to, um, save important information that I'm scrolling through and reading and I can just take a screen record of what I'm reading and, you know, slowly go through it. So that way it records everything that I'm reading and I can go back and look without having to look at the site or pull anything up or whatever. I have, you know, video footage grabbed of my screen that will um, have whatever information that I want it to have. So seeing that this is coming to Android 11 is actually pretty cool. Um, I know for game players out there, this would actually be pretty cool. You wouldn't, you wouldn't need the uh, to download an app to do it or whatever. You know, unless you're gonna get real creative, then you could. Um, there's also, you know, video editing apps too as well that, you know, will allow you to achieve some things that some of those uh, third-party apps 
with the pro versions will give you'll be able to do that with uh with a video editor especially if you're a vlogger you know um this will definitely work out for you too you won't have to rely on an iphone to get a what i what i consider to be a clean screen record of you know what what you're doing you know especially in the tech world you could be doing a tutorial on how to do something on your phone and this will actually come in handy and like I said, you know, it's, it's a, it is an eyesore, especially for content creators. If you have to use something and you, you only can use a free version and it has watermarks and stuff like that, that pretty much let people know like what application you're using to screen record as it's, you know, free advertising for the, um, for the, the app developers because they can get their, you know, people can figure out what you're using to screen record your, your uh, screen on your device. Um, but if you're trying to do like, you know, a video for YouTube for like tech, maybe you're going to walk people through on how to you know, um, OEM unlock a device or whatever, you know, you don't, it's an eyesore to have that watermark there. So it's in general, it's good. It's good to see that, you know, this is, this is coming. Um, I am completely excited for it. So we'll have to see down the road on, uh, on how that's going to work out. And hopefully that this feature is not like a half baked feature. That's one of the things that I do get kind of aggravated with Google about is when it's a half baked feature and, um, you know, it doesn't come out the way that we want it to. Like, it, it doesn't work as seamlessly as it should. I mean, those, those are some of the things that I worry about. But, you know, it's screen it's screen recording. Um, I guess this is something that iOS users can look at, Android users, and say, you know, welcome to, you know, 2000-whatever uh, had this feature implemented on the iPhones. Uh, they finally get to give it back to us, Android users. So, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's great that we're that we're getting this feature, and and I think it's going to be beneficial for a lot of content creators. It's going to be beneficial for a lot of business people who want to, you know, they don't want to scan a document off their phone. They can just easily screen record it and just kind of slowly scroll through it, just so you get every part of that document, and then you have a full fledged video that you can actually play, and it and it's formatted in the the most. Um, uh, I don't want to say not random. Why do you keep thinking random? Not random, but uh, you know, it's 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 in the format that that you know that most softwares will be able to recognize, um, and so that's that's going to be the you know the great part about it. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to see where Android 11 goes. And so yes, uh, while we are getting some full fledged new features with Android 11, um, and it looks to actually be pretty cool, there are some things that Android still fails to fix that I find it to be a bother and not a lot of people are talking about it I don't know why like maybe it's not completely affecting a lot of people or maybe they just overlook it and they don't see it but for me it's pretty bothersome and um what I'm referring to is Android notifications Android notifications to me is just I mean it's good don't get me wrong and I know they're doing something new with how Android notifications works with Android 11, but I am still concerned of a long history problem. This dates back way before Android 10. It, it's it been there with Android 9. It's been there with Android 8 and, you know, 7 and 6 and 5. It's been there. It's always been there. And what I'm talking about is dual, like multiple device notifications. I just don't understand how Android cannot make the operating system smart enough to understand that if you've checked your notifications on one Android device, if you use multiple ones, like say you have two Android phones and a tablet, and say you are charging two of your phones and you got your tablet and you got a notification email 
and you've already checked and opened it, why Android can't see that you've already checked that notification so it should not pump that notification to your Android devices when you turn them on and then they just all come blazing through. Like for me, yes, you guys know that I have multiple devices and uh, sometimes, you know, like I shelf them when I'm not in the need for them. But then when I want to do like a throwback video, like I'll turn on the phone. And before I can even get to preparing to set up to do a video about that phone and talk about it, I'm just bombarded with like, you know, a month's worth of notifications that I've already checked on my daily driver, Android device. They're all just coming through again. And I'm like, I've seen these, I've seen these. Like, why can't Android be smart enough to recognize, hey, he's checked these already, so we don't need to push these notifications to these other devices, right? There should there should be a way for them to do that. Um, and, and I was kind of hoping that they would address that. When I, when I heard that Android 11 was going to have um, Android notifications um, updated, I was thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, they're finally going to do it. They're finally going to fix this irritating issue with Android notifications. Then I read what they were going to do with it. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So again, I'm still stuck getting crammed with a bunch of notifications from the past that I've already checked. And it's like, they, they, they gotta be able to, like, I mean, this is Google for crying out loud. Anyone who's going to argue with me on this point and say, oh, well, you know what? Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's going to take some time for them to figure out and do like, I'm like literally telling you guys like, no, it's not. It's not at all whatsoever. Um, hang on. There we go. I had to turn on silent mode. Just so that nothing blazes through here. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I mean, this is Google. They they made AI smart. Like, really smart. Like, not just smart, but almost like very human. You're telling me that a multi-billion dollar tech company that took artificial intelligence and made it near human can't figure out how to just like be like, oh, okay. Uh, they checked the notification on this phone, so it doesn't need to go to these phones and tablets and whatnot. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's possible to do. Anyone could argue that point. But I'm just saying it's possible to do. It's not impossible to do. And if it's possible to do, why can't they focus on that? See, these are some of the things that, you know, that I look at Android, and this is why I say to people, like, yes, my preferred operating system of choice, if I had to pick only one device to use, like one operating system to use for my entire life, is going to be Android. I do have iPhones. I'm sorry for all the people who are, you know, huge fans of Apple products. You're hearing it from me right now. If I only had to pick one, it's going to be Android. But, you know, so it's not that I'm throwing shade on Android. Like, I don't like the operating system or I have beef with it. I mean, you know, my channel is called Aloha Android for Pete's sakes. <laughs> you know, I'm just, yeah. Why can't they fix that aspect of Android notifications? That's something that I really would love to see. Like, I mean... Don't give me gimmicky features that I absolutely don't care about, but fix notifications, something that, you know, is an importance of having a smartphone and make it to where that I don't have to see a repeated amount of notifications, especially from a device that I've put down for a while that I decide to pick back up tomorrow. I don't want to be bombarded with a month of, of notifications if I've had it off for a whole month. Like I've seen those notifications already. So why can't we just make it this a bit more smarter? And speaking of using throwback devices, uh, recently I shared on Instagram and tweeted out that my Nexus 5X, which I have in my hand right now, um, I have reverted it back to its last official system update from Google, which is um, Android Oreo 8.1.0 with a December 2018 security patch. And like, 
So I do have several videos posted on my YouTube channel where I showed that I was able to achieve getting Android 9 and Android 10 on my Nexus 5X. Um, and so there were a lot of people that were like very interested in that. They were wanting to know how I did it. Um, and then for those people who, you know, watched the videos on it and followed, you know, that little aspect of my channel, um, were quite amazed to find out that I reverted it back to Android 8 Oreo. And so I'm, I'm going to explain why I did that and, you know, kind of shed light on this whole, you know, rooting your Android smartphone and installing a custom ROM. Now, shout out to the developers who take their time to build these things. I think that they don't get enough recognition from a lot of people out there um, because building a custom ROM is not as easy as people think. Like, I'll share a story with you guys, side note here, but it kind of has to do with custom ROMs. And this is how idiotic I was, you know, almost you know, 11 years ago. Um, I had the... Um, what what phone was it? It was a Virgin Mobile. I think it was the, the Samsung Intercept on Virgin Mobile. And um, so I was just getting into custom ROMs and things like that. But with the Samsung Intercept, it really didn't have like a full-fledged um, build-out of, you know, a newer operating system for it. Basically, all it really was was just taking Froyo and just theming it. And that's what I was doing. I was literally like theming uh, Froyo and repackaging it as a zip file and then calling it my own custom ROM. Pretty stupid I was. Um, because when I really like try to dive into it, like, you know, there were a lot of people that saw those videos from like, and this was from an old YouTube channel that didn't really succeed. Um, for anyone who tries to do YouTube, understand this. I mean, you may, you may hit big with your first channel or you may go through multiple channels before you find one that, you know, um, starts to take off for you and then you just put all your effort into that but this was an old channel that I had that um, didn't do any, that didn't do very well and ended up you know being killed off but um, the videos were on that channel and stupid me I didn't I didn't archive I didn't make an archive of those videos so that way I can upload it on my new channel so I lost all those videos but um, when I was told on that channel through several people who found the videos and watched it and commented that you know they wanted me to build a um, a gingerbread a custom ROM for the Samsung Intercept. So they wanted it based off of CM7 or CyanogenMod7. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, like I, I was like, oh, I, I could do that. And that's how stupid I was. Like I was just, I didn't know. And when I've tried to, when I try to build a custom ROM for the Samsung Intercept based off of CM7, and I realized that all I was doing with the, the Froyo ROMs, quote unquote, that I made, well, I wasn't really making a ROM. I was just theming it. I was just applying wallpapers, applying icons, applying fonts and things like that, and then repackaging and zipping the file to be flashed through a you know custom recovery. And that was just really themed. That wasn't really building anything from ground up. Because these guys who build these custom ROMs, like the ones that built Pixel Experience based on Android 10 for the Nexus 5X, like they really go in there and they part over a lot of the uh, the features, the UI and everything that comes from Android 10. But then they also have to like, you know, not everything that's new is going to work on the Nexus 5X. The Nexus 5X was built way before Android 10 was even a concept. So a lot of the things that um, that are going on in Android 10 may not function properly on the Nexus 5X, which is an outdated device. So they would have to find some sort of quirks. Like example, the uh, Gcam, the Google camera. Okay, you would think that because this is a Nexus 5X, it's, you know, a a duo partnership with LG to build a device that would house stock Android um, way before the Pixel program started. 
And so you think like, okay, you know, the Google camera should work on this thing, but it, it actually doesn't. I mean, you could get it on there, but you're going to have a lot of problems with it. Definitely a lot of blackouts. And what I mean by blackouts is like, you may set up for like, you know, a portrait shot. And then, you know, you, you take that shot, but your photo comes out all like blacked out. You don't see anything. And then when you try to go back into that setting to set up for a portrait shot, the viewfinder is all blacked out. You don't see any, you don't see your subject in front of you. Uh, these are some of the things that, the, that you know, just didn't work with the Nexus 5X. And so the uh, developers at Pixel Experience, they just completely scrapped using the Google Cam and just, you know, put back the native camera that was last used on the Nexus 5X, which was on Oreo 8.1.0. And that one didn't have portrait mode. It had lens blur, which was a little bit different on how to achieve those types of shots. It took a lot of effort into it to kind of get it just right, get the blurred background just right. But it didn't have that depth and feel as, as far as what the new style phones are doing with bokeh and everything like that. So you weren't really going to achieve, you know, a portrait shot the way that you would on a newer device such as like the Pixel 3. Uh, but those are some of the things I'm talking about that the developers had to do. They had to find workarounds for certain things or just take things out that just wouldn't function properly. That's a lot of hard work because you're building, you know, um, beta versions after beta versions after beta versions and... The only testers that you have are people who are willing to go into XDA, that are willing to go through the steps of unlocking their bootloader, flashing a custom recovery onto their device, and then installing your custom ROM. It's not easy to do that. So with uh, Pixel Experience and uh, Android 10, some of the biggest problems that I thought was a really big letdown because, I mean, I have the Nexus 5X and I don't want to shelf this phone. I want to use it. I want to be able to use it as a daily driver. And yes, there there is a way that you can achieve the LTE because that was one of the biggest problems with um, the Nexus 5X was that if you didn't install Android 10 correctly <clears throat> on the Nexus 5X, then you were doomed to have LTE just disappear. Like it would appear and disappear. You would go through countless times of that. And even if you got LTE to stick for a moment and you're driving around, you know, it's a headache when it becomes undependable. Like all of a sudden you pick up your phone and you have no data connection and it's not reading your SIM card. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know, how long have I been without data driving around, you know? And there's no Wi-Fi for you to connect to when you're mobile in your vehicle, unless you actually have a mobile hotspot in your vehicle, which I do recommend people do, especially when they're traveling because you wanna be able to have um, various types of uh, connections. And I'll talk about that in, in, in a future video on YouTube as well as in another audio podcast episode as just a heads up for you guys, this week is all about audio. And so yes, it was always a pain in the butt to like not have um, dependable LTE connection. And one of the things that I think a lot of people missed because I've seen these questions on the, on the video, I've been, you know, hit up on Hangouts personally to ask this question. And by the way, let me tell, let me tell people right now, like just because you don't know a certain step about flashing a custom ROM on your Android device, don't feel like that you can't ask it in the comments where everyone can see it because you'd be surprised how many people are in the same boat with you. And um, yeah, there's, there's no reason to, you know, feel flustered and, and, you know, and feel shy about it. Ask your questions in the comment section because if I'm answering that question to you, it may pertain to somebody else who would just get the answer right then and there instead of having to ask me the same question and wait for my response. But yeah, so LTE wouldn't stick on the Nexus 5X. There is a way to do it, um, but people miss this step, and that is uh, before you before you uh, flash the um, the uh, custom ROM, 
you would definitely need to um in, you know decrypt your data so you would have to reformat your phone's data and decrypt it in order for it to work now one of the things i did know about the nexus 5x and android 10 and one of the bugs that really kind of caused this issue was google fi so if you have a nexus 5x and you have google fi service and you want to put android 10 on it it's fine and dandy but you cannot have for some reason the google fi app to actually maintain your account you can't have that on your device if you do that it causes the lte to just bleep away i don't entirely know why but it does that and, and a lot of people have reported that on the xda thread about it so um it was a very tough situation to have an android 10 device that didn't have lte that stuck sure i could have the phone just run off my hotspot with my visible device but if i just wanted to grab a phone and i happen to pick up the nexus 5x to run out the door to head to the store i want to be able to know that the service on it is going to stay so because of those those um issues to me it doesn't feel like it's it's uh it's it's a dd device or a daily drivable device it's just not i mean you know the, the website says that this is not a beta version anymore this is a full-fledged version and a pixel experience has been really good about keeping it updated and using the native system update method on the device so you don't even have to download the zip file from their website unless you want to do it that way and flash it through uh twerp recovery but they, if you hit system update on the android 10 version that's for the nexus 5x then it will do like a system update like like a like it came from Google themselves. But and then at the end of the day, um, there was some issues even doing that, which I ran into recently. Uh, the most latest one, the February um, uh, system update that Pixel Experience put out there, uh, literally bricked the uh, recovery. So my Torp recovery, completely gone. It actually reverted back to the stock recovery. It completely bumped Torp 3.1 or 3.3.1. It took that recovery out and I was about to push that recovery back onto the device but then I thought to myself like you know what this is just too much too much I just want the phone to work and um yes while a lot of people tend to use custom ROMs on Nexus 5Xs today only because of the issue with the um the processor chip on the motherboard it tends to go out um there's been a lot of people that have reported the Nexus 5X uh goes through the boot loop of death what they call it uh, originally to get the phone to boot completely on if it happens to you is quickest way to get in there is to take a blow dryer and then heat the back of the phone which then the processor chip will fill the warmth it'll heat up and then it'll actually boot into the operating system and what this affects is it actually affects the the higher cores of the processing chip so um there are custom kernels which pretty much like blocks off the the higher um the higher cores of the processing chip and only uses the lower cores, which then, you know, does impact the uh, performance of the Nexus 5X. You're not able to uh, really, you know, get really heavy with it. And so eventually my Nexus 5X will reach that point. I'm for sure of it. It's inevitable. Um, what I actually want to do is probably take my Nexus 5X apart and uh, get that, that chip taken off the motherboard and resolder it back on is probably what I'm going to end up doing. Um, or if someone knows how to do it, I'll just probably take it to them and let them do it. Uh, there are countless different uh, sites that focuses on the Nexus 5X and, and even ways to improve it. So um, I do believe like they put like a bigger battery in it or they upgrade the storage amount. So like you get a, you get like a completely brand new motherboard just placed in and it's got, up, it's got updated features, but I'm a little bit too weary about that because these motherboards come from China and you know i'm not trying to be mean but um yeah i just 
don't trust it. So, um, who knows? I mean, if, if everything looks good, I may upgrade my Nexus 5X uh, internally with uh, performance parts and then just, you know, completely resurrect this phone. And who knows, maybe with, uh, you know, like the new processing chip and everything like that and, you know, the amount of storage and whatnot, maybe um, with like an updated modem, maybe then it'll actually work better too. Because that's one of the things that people have to understand about older Android devices. And that is the fact that is, is that um, they don't connect to all the LTE bands that we have right now. And there's no way of making them do that. Um, the the modem, the radios that's, that's you know, flashing to the phone can only seek out certain um, LTE bands and how they, you know, how the LTE um, data is delivered to the device. So, you know, to say that, you know, like it, it's going to get all the LTE bands and it's going to be aggregated, you know, by 10, you know, or by five or whatever, like it's, it's, no, it's not, it, it probably won't even connect to, uh, to band 71 on T-Mobile. Um, and that's just because it's an older device. So there's a lot of things that you have to take into context when it comes to older Android devices. Mostly right now, people who actually like root and do custom ROMs are just enthusiasts of Android and love to see something this old, like the Nexus 5X, have new life bred into it. And that's what I was. I was loving seeing how well the Android 10 actually ran on my Nexus 5X, even though it was not built for it. And that's like one of the best parts. And that's one of the things I love about Android. So like while a lot of iOS users tout out the fact that they get you know, support from Apple with iOS, even if their phone's like six years old, that's great, that's that's good, you know, but you're still confined to what Apple wants you to have. With Android, we have at-home developers who not only bring us, you know, the latest version of Android onto an older device such as the Nexus 5X, but you can even customize it even more. They'll add things in there where you can really kind of really mess around with it and get and achieve a more personalized look. And I think that's what a lot of us uh, enthusiasts like about it. And so that's the reason why that I put my device back to Android 8.1.0 Oreo is because I want to be able to use it as a daily driver. Um, I have Google Fi service, I have Visible service, and then I got uh, Mint Mobile. And so my Mint Mobile is now currently sitting in my Nexus 5X. It will go into my uh, new Mobile X6 uh, when I take that out um, and do like a lot more in depth with it. So we'll see that happens uh, when it happens and I'll make videos on YouTube about that. But yeah, so anyways, guys, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, what we talked about today, talking about Android 11 and uh, the new uh, native screen recording, uh, talking about Android notifications and how it's still broken, in my opinion, and how Google needs to do better with that and, and make it uh, seamless so that way we're not hit getting the same notifications when we turn on the phone that we just pulled out the drawer. And then obviously explaining to the listeners out there why I reverted my Nexus 5X from Android 10 back down to Android Oreo and why I did that. So hopefully you guys enjoyed today's uh, like topics. There'll be more this week. This is my audio week, guys. So um, if you're following me on YouTube and you've been subscribed to my YouTube channel, thank you so much for being subscribed to it. But just know that this week I'm just focusing on audio. So everything's going to be here on the podcast. And this is why you guys should follow it is so that way you guys don't miss anything that I have to talk about. Um, just a new evolution in how I'm doing things uh, with getting out tech, you know, tech talk and, you know, news and things like that. So I really appreciate you guys for hanging in there and sticking with me. But that's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Um, in the future, I will have some guests on the show and, you know, it'll be a much more longer um, episode. So stay tuned for that. I'll let you guys know when that happens. And yeah, you guys be blessed. Happy Tuesday to everybody. And as always, aloha.